Alrighty, good evening everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is February 15th, 2024 and week 263. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. We do have one early comment and it is from Casey. He says, praise the Lord, brothers and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed day in Christ. God bless. So praise the Lord and God bless you as well, Casey. Thank you for being amongst the early comments. Thank you for tuning in and thank you everyone for tuning in. Should you watch us live or listen to the podcast, they they mean equally the same. So as you can see from the title, it says nature. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you very much, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, we come before you asking for, uh, first and foremost, continue to give us a heart of thanksgiving. Continue to give us a heart to praise you, Lord, to, to be thankful for everything that you give us, Lord, for every Bible study, for every lesson, for every breath we take, Lord, for every uh, piece of food, for every piece of advice that we receive, Lord, for just everything you provide to us and for us. Lord, help us to remain thankful, Lord. Help us always return back to you to offer up praise. Lord, we're praying that you would continue to Just be with us, be with our minds, Lord. Be with our families, be with our friends, be with our loved ones, Lord. We're praying that you would help those that are unsaved find their way to you, Lord. Help us to be a light to someone. Help us to lead someone, to show someone that there is a better way, that the life of sin, the life of transgressions, the life of just doing everything you told us not to do, it is not the life to live. It is not the right path to go down, Lord. So help us to be serious. Help us to be about our Father's business. Help us to be about your business, Lord. Uh, We're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, Lord. We're praying that in this Bible study and for the rest of our days, Lord, that you alone would increase and that we would all decrease. We're praying all these blessings in your fantastic name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God speed to each of you. Uh, for Thank God for all of those who are tuning in, for those who will tune in, um, just for uh, your presence, your uh, likes, your shares, your comments. Uh, we appreciate it all because it does help get this message out. And so don't think you do not play a part in this. You never have to come on here and say a word. You don't have to come on here and preach or do anything like that. But just know your comments, your likes, your shares, uh, whatever it is that you contribute, it does help this program. It does help someone else. And so we would encourage you to keep helping someone else um, as, as well as help yourself. Uh, We know Peter told the church on the day of Pentecost to save yourself. And so first and foremost, save yourself. But after that, try to help someone else. You can't save them, but God knows we sure can help them. So help us to continue to get this message out. And um, God is going to reward you. I I say it often because it is true. Um, I, I want my reward from God. And somebody can say, well, that sounds selfish. Uh, The truth is you want your reward also, because if you do all the things that you do for the name of God and you show up at judgment and he says there is no payment for you, you're on your way to hell. You'll be wondering, God, what happened to my reward? I thought I was going to heaven. So the truth is we all want a reward and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But still, we should be doing things from a pure heart a pure mind, not uh, seeking gain. I know that might sound contradictory to you, but uh, it's not about seeking gain for everything we do because God is going to reward you in so many ways that we can't even quantify, we can't classify, we can't uh, directly put our hands on all of the ways that God 
can and will reward us. And so I'm looking for that type of reward, uh, not just a, a monetary value. I'm looking for a lot of things that God can give to me and that only he can provide. And so again, God speed to each of you um, for being with us tonight. We are going to talk about some things. Um, we're going to deal with nature and, and really what, what I'm meaning by that, we're going to deal with the natural man and the spiritual man. And the reason why is because many times, many times people feel that they are spiritual. Uh, you have a lot of people and the devil has really twisted us up. You have a lot of people that talk and they, and they tell you they're spiritual, they're, they're religious, uh, they're, they're whatever the case may be. And uh, we feel we're spiritual or we're woke. Um, and, and I think all of us who are listening right now, we're all woke uh, because we're not uh, physically asleep. And so when someone tells you they're woke, say, I'm woke too. <laughs> That's how I'm hearing you. But <laughs> but we, we, as people think we are spiritual because we're doing certain things, people are burning incense and uh, different smells, and they're considering themselves spiritual. We're, we're playing with cards and, and reading poems and, and wearing um, uh, um, uh, some type of jewelry, some type of uh, bezels or whatever the case may be. And we, we do a lot of things and we say we're spiritual. Uh, we, we even have people within the Christian claiming community. Notice I said the claiming community. Um, a lot of people we're wearing crosses. We're putting them on our cars. Um, we're putting them on our walls. And we're doing those things and saying we are spiritual. Uh, you even have people that are getting tattoos, the exact opposite of what God told us to do. And we're putting that on our bodies and saying we're spiritual. We're religious. We're followers of God. Those things do not make us spiritual. They, those things do not actually uh, put us in the place that God wants us to be in. And so we're going to look at some things tonight because I don't want you to be deceived. Um, I don't want you to follow human nature. Uh, we are very natural creatures and rightfully so. Uh, if if your arm hurts, if a a very very sudden and extreme pain hits your arm, of course we're natural creatures. You're going to flinch. You're going to reach for it. You're going to grab it. You're going to say, "What is going on with my arm?" Of course we are because we're natural creatures. The thing is, there's nothing wrong with being a natural creature. God created us a natural creature for a purpose. However, being too natural can occur. There can be a problem that occurs when we only think from the natural sense, when we only follow the way nature, things around us have been going. When we only follow those things, there lies the problem. And so God is wanting to help us uh, overcome some things uh, so we're going to look at that tonight from the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3, if you'll read that for us, Melvin. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. See, we're dealing with Nature. We're dealing with the natural person, but we're going to get into the spiritual now. Uh, but we're dealing with nature. Paul writes here, among whom also we all, the Bible tells us, all have sinned and fallen short. If you if you look back at your life and and feel you have fallen, I thank God you feel that way. But I don't want you to feel as if all haven't did that. But don't use that as an excuse now. 
Don't use it as an excuse, but just realize we all have did that. Regardless of what the sin is or was, we have all fallen short. But now Paul says, he said, we all have did this, all uh, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Notice this contradiction. Notice this comparison, if you will. He says this happened in times past. See, though we're living as such natural creatures and we will always be natural, we will always have this physical body as long as we live here on this earth. And we thought from a natural standpoint, we always, uh, we, we've been trained. See, that, that's really what I want to get to. Being a natural creature, we have been trained to think a certain way. We understand cause and effect. We understand push and pull. We understand all these different laws and science and Newton's law and every action has a reaction. We understand so much about the world because we are natural creatures. And so we have developed in our minds a certain way that things should go. Uh, my mind falls to a long time ago, many years ago. I don't even remember how long now, but just the person on commenting on the Facebook. And they were telling us about uh, a person needing a kidney transplant. And they were telling us the natural course of what happens when a kidney fails. The person was telling us that a kidney cannot be restored. See, this is the natural flow of things. When the kidney is destroyed, there's no coming back. You've reached the point of no return. It's like the highest stage of cancer. The natural course tells us there's no return. However, we have to be uh, reprogrammed. We have to be trained in thinking a different way. When we step over into God, when we step over into Christ, the natural flow of things is not the, the case. Things can be, things are shifted. Things are changed. They don't operate uh, according to the standard that we had once known. It's similar to if you've been living in the United States your entire life and you've gotten used to the rules, you've gotten used to the regulations uh, here. There's a certain um, I, I, I've seen and I'm sure there's probably some cars, but I, I don't think it's many, if, if any at all. But we have our steering wheels on the certain side, we have them on the left side. Once you sit down in the car, it's on the left side in the car once you sit down in there. But I've seen in other places, the car is completely opposite. See, if you were so used to this, this is the natural way things are when you're in America. Until you go to somewhere else, there's a culture shock. Now you find what's natural to you is no longer the case. See, this is what it's like in God. It's a culture shock. When you're not used to it, when you haven't been exposed to it, his rules, his teachings, the way God wants you to behave, it's different. It goes against your nature. What you thought, he told us in one place, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His thoughts are so much higher than ours. There's been conversations I've had with people before. And uh, I, I don't know if it's happened to you, Melvin, um, but I've talked to people before and these people were so incredibly uh, knowledgeable in the thing that they were speaking about. It could have been anything, any subject. It could be cars. It could be God. It could be Literally anything, it could be space, it doesn't matter, technology, and they'll be so knowledgeable about that thing. 
I have no clue what they're saying. It's like they're speaking a totally different language. I know the words they're using. I heard them say I. I heard them say me and we and the can. I heard the words they spoke, but what they were trying to articulate to me, I had no understanding. It's like when someone's speaking the law to you and they're talking about all of these... They're talking about all of these laws and statutes and article this and section that, and, and you have no clue what they're talking about. I've had these conversations with people before. But you know, once you get to that higher level of understanding, everything that they're saying all of a sudden makes sense. You say, oh, now you're speaking plain to me. Now I comprehend. Whereas at first I thought you were speaking a totally different language. And so this is the reason I said all of that was to help us to understand this is the difference between nature, the natural man, and the spiritual man. See, the natural man is following nature. He's following what he can see. He's walking by sight. And now, of course, we're going to get to we're going to get to that. But go up before we move. Go up to verse two, Melvin. Where, <clears throat> excuse me, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. Wherein in time. Past. See, I wanted to come here because I want you to know you don't have to keep following the natural course of life. You don't have to keep following nature and what you think society, uh, the rules of society are. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and break rules. That's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, I'm telling you to follow the rules. But what I'm saying is there are certain ways we think we have to be. And the truth is, we don't. You know, I, I was listening to a video and, and they were talking about this person who had, who has, or maybe maybe it was in the past, I don't know, but this person has had struggles with alcohol. And then they begin to talk about, you know, they, the, the, the person said, you know, those things are hereditary. It could just run in their family. See, this is what nature teaches us. See, we think a lot of these behaviors, and I'm not saying it, it can't be passed down. I'm, I'm not saying that uh, completely. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that it doesn't matter what your parents did, your grandparents, your great-great-grandparents. It doesn't have to happen to you. That's what I'm saying. You can break that cycle because of God. You don't have to keep following the natural course. You don't have to say uh, so-and-so who taught me. They taught me a lot of no good things. And so this is the only way I know how to be. You don't have to be that way. There is hope. But you can't continue to follow nature. You can't continue to follow your own thoughts, your own ways, your own mind. So Paul now is pointing out that it's possible. Everything I'm telling you, he's pointing out that it's possible. Notice what he said. He said, in time past, you walked according to this course, to the course of this world, to the course of the world we're living in, to nature to what society said you should do, you should be. He said, you did it. We know this is what's happening. You know, when there is a holiday, people expect you to celebrate it. Now, I don't believe any of these, or, or for the most part now, for the most part, I don't believe these holidays are sin. Now, we can have that discussion a different time. But now, if you want to uh, get your, uh, your, your husband, your wife, whomever, if you want to get them uh, a nice cheeseburger for Valentine's Day, by all means. But you know, 
If you don't follow these things, someone is going to ask the question, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I, I remember one year, which it was pretty much every year, for St. Patrick's Day, I didn't wear anything green. And someone said, oh, I've got to pinch you. No, brother, you don't need to pinch me. <laughs> you need to pinch yourself. See, I don't have to follow the course of this world. I don't have to celebrate something if I don't want to. I don't have to celebrate New Year's if I don't want to. So, but now we're really dealing with some other things here as well. Paul is dealing with sins. He's dealing with the, the, the things that we're holding on to that society is teaching us. Uh, one of the things that we know when people become 21, it's time to get your party on now. It's time to drink. See, that's the course of this world. That's what society is telling you. Now you can legally drink. But you know, God told you not to legally get drunk at all. There is no such thing as legally getting drunk to God. But the course of this world says you can legally do it. You're wrong now if you do it at 17. But once you hit 21, the course of this world says it's okay. See, God didn't say that. He didn't. But the question is, when we look at it from nature, nature's point of view, when we look at it from the natural man's point of view, we say, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I don't see how it's hurting anyone. See, I'm not drinking and driving. See, we begin to justify ourselves. We begin to look at it just purely from nature, purely from the world's standpoint, from man's wisdom. We look at the law books. We say we won't get arrested for it. We can be intoxicated in public and it won't be a problem. But that is the course of this world. So Paul, this is a man that broke free. See, you can break free of these things. That's what this is about. You can break free of your nature. You can break free of it. It's possible. So let's keep, uh, let's keep reading here in verse 2, Mel. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Go ahead. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past and the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. See, we're dealing with this nature. He's pointed, he's pointed it out twice that you can break free of this curse. You can break, look, it don't matter if, if you say someone put voodoo on you and anything else. He said, in times past, we did certain things that we should not have did. We felt like this is all I know. I have to be this way. He said that happened in time past. But now we've broken free. We have broken free. You know, uh, someone, I was listening, uh, I, I seen a testimony of a brother in Christ, and, and he was talking about how God delivered him from decades of alcohol, decades of cursing and, and swearing and, and doing all types of things that many of us have did. God delivered him. The man said immediately, in an instance. It happened so quick. See, all things are possible when we believe in Christ. When we seek God, when we're asking him for help, he'll deliver you. See, you can break free of the natural course 
the way that things have been going, it doesn't matter if someone tells you, oh, your body's addicted to it and, oh, you're going to have a headache and you're going to have this. Look, God can deliver you from a headache. He can deliver you from the addiction. He can take the taste right out of your mouth. I thank God he did it for me. Many years ago, he delivered me from these same very things, from the lust of the flesh, from drinking, from from so many things that I'm grateful to God that he blessed me. See, he will deliver you. But will you believe this? Will you believe this? So I'm not here to promise you how long it's going to take. For someone, he might deliver them. They might go, they might pray tonight, wake up tomorrow. They have no desire whatsoever to smoke a cigarette. They have no desire whatsoever to drink. See, it happens. I can't tell you how it's going to happen for you. I don't know. Might take you a week, it might take you a night. But the truth is, you can break free of this. So, will you believe? See, you've got to believe this first. See, when we come to God, we must first believe that he's a rewarder. He'll give you. See, this is what I was saying at the beginning. See, I want these rewards from God. I want him to deliver me from problems that I have. Things that are holding me back. Because to be honest with you, those cigarettes are holding you back. I know you might think I'm not doing any wrong. The cigarettes are holding you back. You're spending all of your money on the cigarettes. The vapes, they're holding you back. The tobacco is holding you back. There's a lot of things now. The list goes on and on. These things are holding us back. And God desires to deliver you. But will you ask him for it? It's not about your parents did it. It's not about that. You can break this. This is what Paul is dealing with. He said, in time past, we did it. We did a lot of this stuff in the past. But I thank God for redemption. I thank God for deliverance. I thank God that he truly cares about his people. And he can change your life in an instant. In an instance, he can change your life. So we're dealing with nature tonight. But you know, run over to 1 Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 4. See, when you begin to talk like this, people have a problem with it. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 4. Wherein they think it's strange that you run not with them to the same... Go, go up. I apologize. Let's go back to verse three, just so we can emphasize this again, that you can change. You can break free of those bad habits, the tendencies, the lack of love that we have for people, the the lack of natural affection, all types of things that we, at some point or another, we all struggle with something. We can break free of it and change. Pick us up in verse 3, Mel. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banqueting, and abominable idolatries. Now, I know the listeners out there, you guys are intelligent. You guys are educated. You guys are smart. You can read better than me. You can read better than Melvin. You you can tell us what all the words mean. So I know you caught. And if you did not, I hope you will catch it now. He said, he's saying the same thing they said over in uh, where we just came from. Paul was speaking uh, in the book of Ephesians. He's talking about in the past. See, Paul said it. Now Peter's talking about what happened in the past. In the past, we walked in lust. We walked in lasciviousness. We walked in so many things that God told us not to walk in. He said, this was in the past, though. 
That was the natural man. The man thinking after his own thoughts and walking after them. Keep reading for us, Melvin. Wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. See, once you start talking the way we're talking tonight, once you start making a change, once you start walking after the Spirit, no longer walking after the ways of the world, people think it's strange. See, we just had the Super Bowl. And again, I don't find anything wrong with if you want to watch some football, that's okay. But to people who make it a national holiday, to people who it's a high priority on the list, if you don't get involved with it, you know what they say, man, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I remember I was speaking to a guy one time, and this guy was a a professional shooter. He practices shooting. That's all he does. And I told the guy, man, I haven't been shooting guns. I've never shot an actual real gun. I've shot pellet guns, BB guns, and guns like that, but never an actual real gun. Man thought I was crazy. (laughs) He's probably trying to figure out, are you really? You're not even a man. He probably was saying it. You're not a man. How could you be a man and haven't shot an actual gun? See, Paul, Peter here, he said they think it's strange that you're not doing the same things that they do. What the world does, they think you're, somebody said you're a weirdo. They use that word all the time. See, they think you're a weirdo because you're not following the same things they're following. Because you don't wear the same shoes. Because you don't use the same lingo. Uh, I remember when people started saying cap, that's cap. See, you've got to start saying those things or else you're strange. You don't really fit in if you don't talk this way. This is the course of the world. God is trying to break his people from the world. From the way the world thinks, that's what we're dealing with. The way the world thinks thinks about things. See, it's all about your mind. We, let's, let's get to that. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, see, we're going to deal with the mind here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse, I believe, we'll probably read 14 and we'll go back up. Yeah, let's read 14 and go back up. See, we're talking about nature. We're talking about the natural man and we're going to bring in the spiritual man. Let's see what it says, man. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit of God. See, this this is why we're constantly talking about receiving the Holy Ghost. Because you can break the thoughts of the natural man. See, It is the thoughts of the natural man to think depression. Those are natural thoughts. Those are evil thoughts. Thoughts of the flesh. It's not coming from God. Those are evil thoughts. But you can break those. Sometimes I've I've seen people, they said they're depressed and they don't know why. People will say these type of things. They're they're having, they have so many things that are going right for them in their life, but still they're unhappy and they don't know why. Sometimes we do know why. But at the end of the day, it's not the Spirit of God that's causing you to feel this way. So he said, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. There are things that we get on here every week talking about, and somebody said, here they go again. (laughs) I forgot what that one person said about, uh, (laughs) what the one person said about the Bible studies, Melvin. Do you remember? 
Uh, they said money hungry demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we can get on here and never ask for a dime. Now, if you offer money, that's good. I've said it, and I really don't even talk about it very much. But we do furnish, we do pay for these Bible studies to be out here, out of our own funds. We pay for this ourselves, been doing it for years, Melvin and I. And so if donations come, we're grateful. But if nobody chooses to donate, look, God is still going to bless so, the natural man just won't receive this, though. They won't accept this. They won't believe it. They're going to comment like the one person did and said, look, you guys are just money hungry. Even though they can't prove us We haven't taking even money. mentioned <laughs> donations at that point. <laughs> we, we, even though they can't prove us taking people's money, even though they, they will not be able to prove it, because it doesn't happen. It does not happen. So we're dealing with the natural man. And now he's bringing in the spiritual man. Keep reading for us, Mel. All right. For they are foolishness unto him. To the natural man, spiritual things are foolish. This is the world we're living in. This is why when God says love your enemy to the natural man, it's foolish. Even in our minds, because our minds, we still have those natural thoughts. We say, man, I don't see why I need to do that. It doesn't make sense. It's foolish. There are a lot of things pertaining to God that if we're thinking from natural thoughts, if we're following the course of nature, it won't make sense. We think about the, the crucifixion of Jesus, the story of the cross. It is foolishness to people. It doesn't make sense. People are wondering, why in the world did I need someone to die for me? What I need them to die for me for? Why does it matter? See, it's foolish. I seen someone write that it didn't make sense that God would take his son and cause him to be killed for the wrong of somebody else. See, it's foolish to us when we look at it from nature's point of view, from the natural mind. See, if you really could see it from the spiritual realm, see, you would know who Jesus really was. See, it was God himself. See, you can't see that, though, when you're walking by sight. See, Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. God Almighty stepped off the throne, put himself in a body, Name that body Jesus. And he came down here and did it himself. It wasn't someone else. It wasn't his literal son that he had. Oh, he had God and he had children. He had a little son and he had a little girl and he chose to choose his son to come down. It wasn't nothing like that at all. But you're looking at it from the natural point of view. You can't see it from the spirit. So these things are foolishness. When you don't really know what's going on. I, I was mentioning it, mentioning it earlier. When someone talks to me about all of these laws, if I speak to a lawyer, those things sound foolish to me. I don't know what you're saying, man. If a doctor talks to me and they've been studying this stuff for years and they're telling me about all the cells and all the neurons and all of these processes, these chemical processes, man, I don't know what you're talking about. It's foolish to me. It might make sense to you, but it's because I can't see it from the place you can see it from. So what this thing is about is moving over 
from our perspective to God's perspective. That's what the Spirit of God is going to do for you. It's going to help you see things from God's point of view. Because as long as you don't have His Spirit, you're going to continue to see things the wrong way. There's no way around this. There's no way around this. It's going to take God's help. So he said, but the natural man receiveth not. Look, you cannot break these scriptures. You will not be able to see what God wants you to actually see if you don't receive his spirit. There's no way around it. I'm not sorry to tell you. I'm happy to tell you. So that you are able to see what God wants you to see. A lot of people are walking around claiming they can see so much. They are enlightened. And there's no light on. There's nobody home. But we think we're so spiritual. We think it because we're wearing T-shirts with symbols on them. We're wearing headbands with symbols on That doesn't make you spiritual. That's deception. So let's keep reading here, Melvin. Start over in 14 for us, if you will. All right. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now, how do you think you're smarter than God? You know, that the, the person, person that I was reading their comment, they were uh, talking about how they just didn't understand why God would send Jesus to die. And then they summed it all up by saying they realized, they, they came to this conclusion at the end, that they are better than the Heavenly Father. See, that's somebody who's spiritually discerned. I hope that person doesn't feel that way at this current day, at this current time, I don't know if they're alive or not. I don't know anything about the person, but I hope they don't still feel that same way. But they just can't see it until they begin to learn what these things actually mean. So he said, we won't be able to know it if we remain thinking the way the natural man thinks. Read for us, Melvin. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. See, if we become spiritual, look, you can understand some things. You can righteously, the Bible talks in one place about righteous judgment. You can righteously judge situations. You can really understand and perceive what's going on. Pick up verse 16 for us, Melvin. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. He said, who, who hath known the mind of the Lord? See, who can know his mind? No man can know God's mind except God reveal his mind to the man. That's why we need his spirit, so God can be revealed to us. I love Revelation verse 1, uh, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1, where it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. See, this has to be revealed to you who he is. It's not enough to say, I believe in Jesus. He died on the cross. That's no revelation. There's no revelation there. Anybody can say that. Look, the devil, the Bible said the devil believes and he trembles. That's not revelation. But do you know who he is, though? Do you really know who Jesus is? Do you really know? If we did, we wouldn't be talking about, well, I better move on. We wouldn't be saying a lot of things that we say if we really know who Jesus is is. So we're dealing with the natural man who's following everything the way the world says you should follow them. 
You know, when I was in school, Melvin, uh, and it's still a very popular thing, and I don't see it going anywhere. See, you had to go to prom when you were in school. You have to. It's the course of the world. It's the course of this world. But look at what things our children are doing at the proms. They're going to the proms, dancing all over people. And then after they leave, they're they're not going home. They're going to spend the night at the hotel. What is going on? See, this is the course of the world. It's a fashion statement. Everybody has to show up in a car that they're renting, (laughs) in a dress that they're renting, in a tuxedo that they're renting, all to look good for somebody else. And so mama and daddy can show pictures of their baby. and and (laughs) They've got to show those pictures and say they sure were looking good. See, that's the course of this world. When are we going to wake up to the spirit? When are we going to receive God's spirit and actually put aside those things? Because now that now that I begin to speak this way, they said, man, that's strange. I, I, I don't see nothing wrong with having some fun. See, I don't see nothing wrong with it. They're just going and do a little dancing. That's all they're doing. You can't see it because you are spiritually discerned. You can't see it. You will not see it. I don't expect you to see it if you remain in the same shape. Because I didn't see it until God began to open my eyes to the things in these scriptures. So we've got to break free of this world. We've got to break free of nature following the natural course. Because if we don't, God can't use you. He can't use you. You can't do what you want to do and still expect God to use you. You don't go to a job and they tell you how to work. They tell you what they want you to do. And you tell them, no, I'm going to do it this way. (laughs) And you still expect to be paid by them. It won't work. It won't work. You will lose your job. See, I don't want to lose my job in God. I don't want him to look at me and say, you are unprofitable. I don't want him to to feel that way about me. So, Melvin, let's go up. Let's go up in this chapter. Let's go up to verse 9. We can go up to 9. We got a few more minutes. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Mm -hmm. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. See, look at the role of the Spirit. The Spirit is going to show you a better way. You don't have to keep living this way. You don't have to stay stuck in those same sins, in the same situations, in the same old cycle, in the same life. You don't have to remain there. That's what the Spirit is coming to reveal to us. But without His Spirit, you will not have the ultimate revelation. Now, let me make sure I clarify that. Because the apostles, see, I I want you to know now, I don't want you to be deceived in thinking you already have the Spirit just because you've been, uh, some things have been revealed to you. That doesn't mean you have the Spirit of God. That doesn't mean that. See, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he asked them, Who do men say I, the Son of Man, am? He said, who do people say I am? They gave him all of these answers. And Peter, he said, look, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, look, flesh and blood, the natural man did not reveal that to you. He said, my Father, which was in heaven. It was the Spirit of God that revealed this to you. 
But at that time, Peter did not have the Holy Ghost. He did not. It was not until Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, after Jesus left the scene, Jesus was no longer even here physically when Peter received the Holy Ghost. So the, the Spirit of God can reveal some things for you. The Spirit of God can deliver you from some things. The Spirit of God can bless you and open your eyes. Two things. But that still does not mean you have the Holy Ghost. That still doesn't mean that. You can go to church every Sunday and still don't have the Holy Ghost. You can get baptized and still don't have the Holy Ghost. So I would encourage you, you need to receive this. If you truly want to break free of the things holding you hostage, you need this. You can grow. The, the Bible tells us in one place that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. We, we know there is a very big difference between a child and someone that we classify as an adult. Now, of course, there are some times where it seems as if the adult is still a child. We know that happens. But we understand the way a child thinks is totally different than a mature adult. It's totally different. The Bible says foolishness is bound in that child's heart. But you know what? A new way of thinking happens for that child. None of us think the same way we used to think as a child. As a child, we were totally fine with eating off of the ground. We had no problem with it at all. We put everything in our mouths. Now, look, nobody can get you to put a pen in your mouth unless you're chewing on the cap. But just putting that pen in your mouth, nobody can get you to do it. Nobody can get you to eat off of the ground. If your food falls in the sand, nobody can get you to eat that. But that child has no problem. See, your, your mind was shifted. You got new revelation. You gained a new way of thinking. God wants to take us from thinking one way, the old way, and give us a new way of thinking. His spirit's going to do that. It'll help you. It will deliver you. But will we receive it? Let's keep reading, man. We got a few more minutes. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? In him. The only the only way the man knows things that a man knows is because he's a man. A human knows things of humans. We understand how humans are because we are human. Now we've been putting so much time into studying other uh, animals and, and things of that nature. We're be trying to learn those things. We have began to learn those things. Why? Because God allowed us to. But he says so. What man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man that is in him. Look, you might know me. You might know some things about me, but you can't tell me the things that I was doing when you weren't around. When you didn't see me, you can't tell me what I did. But I can tell me, I can tell you, excuse me, because I, I'm me. I have my spirit in me. I know what I did. Sometimes people will argue with you and tell you what you did as if they really know. And they were not even there. But they can tell you what you did. Read for us, ma'am. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. See, Moses wrote down things that God told him. Moses didn't know that God created the world the way he created it. He, Moses didn't know that God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. How could Moses know that except God reveal it to him? Don't you want God to reveal things to you that other people don't know? That you did not know at one point? That's what he wants to do. You talk about love. Look, God is filling you in on secrets when you were in school or whenever you saw someone telling secrets, 
You just wanted to know what the secret was so bad. <laughs> if you hear some people talking, the first thing you do when you walk up is, well, what, what did y'all say? It, it, that still happens to this day. If people are working and they come around the corner and the conversation's already going, the question they ask is, wait, what are you guys talking about? Wait, what happened? Tell me. See, you want to be filled in. You know, God is willing to tell you. He's willing to fill you in on the mysteries. But do you want to hear them, though? Are you going to ask him, Lord, what are you talking about? God revealed things to Moses that nobody else knew. He will reveal things to you. Read for us, Mel. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That's what this is about. That's what this program is about. Breaking free of the world. Breaking free of the course of nature. And understanding who God is. May God bless you. May God strengthen you and help you uh, to understand his word. I know... Uh, Many, many times we read these scriptures and we say, I just don't understand this. Well, allow the spirit of God to reveal it to you. Of course you won't understand it. Being, thinking about it in the natural way. Thinking about it from man's point of view. See, you've got to get in the spirit. You have to receive his spirit and be led by it. May God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Mel. Thank you. Great message. As always, uh, we do have a few comments. David says, praise the Lord, my brothers. Hope everyone is doing well and having a blessed day in the Lord Jesus. Uh, Kim says, greetings in the name of Jesus to all. Rosie says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the comments. Jocelyn says, thank you, Jesus. David says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Jocelyn says, the great and mighty deliverer. And David says, the differences between our physical nature and our spiritual nature. And also, we can have victory over our carnal nature only through the help of Jesus, which is the Holy Ghost. Um, so thank you guys so much for the comments. If you have any more comments or questions, please keep them coming. Um, but going back to the, the um, subject of the topic uh, or the study tonight, um, Tony, you had mentioned that when we look at things naturally, it seems foolish. I'm reminded of a guy that came over to my house years ago, um, shortly after I started actually trying to live right. I believe he was a Jehovah's Witness, but I'm I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, but he was one who believed that God, the Holy Ghost, and the Son, uh, or Jesus, were three separate things. They're all not the same. And he was trying to explain that to me. And after I was trying to say, oh, no, they're all the same, he was confused. He said, this is this is foolishness. Well, he didn't actually say that, but his demeanor did. Um, he, and he looked at me crazily and he said, um, so God gave birth to, no, God impregnated a woman and gave birth to himself. And he was talking to himself all of, all of the times in the Bible. And he just said, okay. And walked away. And back then, you know, I couldn't explain it quite like I can now because I was once in his shoes because I thought that Jesus was just a human that God picked out. Hey, I, I choose you to go through and endure all of these things. But not until I started seeking, my eyes were open. We had a Bible study a while ago um, called The Natural Eye Versus the Spiritual Eye. Because even when you look at the topic of baptism, Naturally, I mean, you're just going into the water. You, some guy saying some things, oh, I baptize you in the name of this and that and that. And that's it. And some people say it's like taking a bath. Well, that is covered. And it says it's not like it's taking a bath. It's not like removing, you're not just removing the filth of the flesh, but you're removing the filth of the spirit. Um, it's just like in the Old Testament when they smeared the blood on the the post at the top of the door, God will pass them over. It was called the Passover. And now it's the same thing. It's just spiritual. 
when we're going into the water, we're getting his blood. So God's wrath will pass over us. Um, let me see if we have any more comments. Uh, we don't. So I thank you to everyone who has left a comment. We have Casey, David, Kim, Rosie, and Jocelyn. Uh, we thank you so much for tuning in and leaving a comment. We always love the comments and the questions as people have been making use of the website by asking questions. Um, we love it. And we will definitely try our best to cover each and every single topic on the live stream. Or if you want to just discuss that privately, we will do that as well so as my weekly reminder to you guys we do have zoom bible studies every monday evening at 7 p.m central standard time we would love to see you guys there and as i always like to say rejoice in the lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies count it all joy count it all joy and again count it all joy there's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm if the lord blesses and says the same we'll see you guys next thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of god until then you guys have a happy safe and blessed weekend and thank Thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm.